Hello everyone, and welcome to Biopedia. I recently realised that, although I am now on my 19th episode, I haven't really discussed the nitty-gritty of one of the most fundamental topics in biology, evolution. I've mentioned some processes around the edges a few times, of course, such as with the adaptive landscape, but I haven't really explained how it all works. So, with the help of what I've learned so far, that's what I'm going to do. There aren't really going to be any direct sources that I'm drawing on for this text as a result, as this is mainly just going to be me talking. However, after I've recorded this, I'm going to try and find some useful discussions of the process, which I can then put in the show notes to support what I've said. With that said, let's discuss the genetic processes behind evolution. Essentially, it all comes back to mutation. Organisms carry a genetic code within each of their cells made up of a combination of the letters guanine, cytosine, adenosine, and thymine. This is read rather like a binary code in a computer. Each combination of digits, or letters in this case, stands for a particular amino acid. Three letters of DNA form a codon that creates an amino acid, as we discussed in our rewind episode on that subject back in episode 13. Every time a cell divides, the aim is that this genetic code is replicated perfectly, so that daughter cells end up with the same proteins as the parent cell. A mutation is a change in the genetic code. Now, this can happen in a non-coding part of the genome, in which case there's no effect on the organism. However, it's much more significant if it happens in a coding sequence. This can result in a different amino acid being coded for, which ultimately results in the amino acid sequence folding itself differently due to different interactions between the R groups. As a protein's shape is a major determinant of its function, a difference in folding can greatly impact the function of the protein. There are different types of mutation with different causes or indeed impacts, but I'm going to simplify for our purposes in this episode. Thus, mutation results in variation, genetic or phenotypic variations between organisms of the same species. A mutation can either have a positive, negative, or neutral impact on an organism. For example, if a crucial protein within the body is misfolded so that it's non-functioning, for example, it's pick hemoglobin, this would be a negative effect. Alternatively, protein misfolding might result in the protein's function actually being enhanced due to a different shape. This all really depends on the habitat context in which the organism finds itself as well. A mutation that might have a negative impact in one habitat might have a positive impact in another. This means that a mutation must be measured in terms of how suited an organism is to its environment. So, what does this have to do with evolution? Well, although wise mantras always tell us not to compare ourselves against other people, evolution does compare. For the sake of argument and explanation, let's create a baseline, if you like, organism called A. If a mutation arises, which means that organism B is subsequently less suited to its environment than A, it is less likely to survive long enough to reproduce. This means that, on average, organisms in the B category have fewer offspring, meaning that their genes are likely to be pushed out by A. Because organism A can reproduce faster than organism B, and they are competing for the same resources, over time A will outcompete B as it's more suited to its environment. By contrast, say that a mutation arises which makes a subpopulation of A more suited to its environment than A, 
let's call this one C. C will, on average, by the same rules, have more offspring than A. This means that A, a will eventually be outcompeted. If we assume that a theoretical habitat has enough space for 100 organisms, and that C reproduces, let's say, twice as fast as A, you can imagine that after a certain number of generations, A will simply not be able to keep up anymore, and all 100 organisms will eventually be C, meaning that it is outcompeted. This can be summarised as allele frequencies shifting over time within a population. An allele is simply a version of a gene, and these versions are created due to mutations and they are either inherited or not, depending on how suited to the environment they make their organism. Of course, there are other factors at work. For example, the environment may change, meaning that a group of organisms which was not as well adapted before is suddenly more suited to this new environment. However, as a baseline, all evolution is, is the environment dictating which genes will be successful and which will not. As always, thanks for listening. Feel free to let me know if I've explained that well enough, or if there's an area that you'd like me to go over in more detail. For any topic suggestions, questions, or comments, contact us at biopediapodcast.gmail.com. Until next time, have a great week, everyone.